welcome back. I know it's been a long time, we a little hiatus, but you know, it's good to be finally back. Uh, lots happened, we're, we'll get into that. Um, we'll definitely have some more episodes on the way. So just kick back, relax, enjoy the show. And now, uh, one last thing, let's go. And welcome back. I'm joined by my dear friend, Jake Ioway. Jake, oh, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me, Shay. Shay Bone, Big Mike, whatever you yeah. want to go by. I, I'm a man of many names. Hey, the man of myth, the legend. And let's get right into it, man. You just come off a week ago. You were at Asher World, you know, a chaotic atmosphere there. Do you, I want to let you go with it, man. Just tell me your experience there. All right, Asher World was, um, I've been describing it to people as pure chaos from the minute I like stepped onto energy, like energy arena, like area property. It was people were busting fences down and like people were getting hurt left and right. Like the crowds were so tight. Um, the logistics were obviously not planned well. Everything was super, super small. And the prices were like super expensive. It was $17 for a seltzer. Jesus. It was thirty dollars for a double uh, Jack and Coke I got. Jesus. Um, I wasn't really a fan. He was only selling like the merch line was four hours long, and people were buying like eight thousand dollars in merch to like strictly resell. Um, and then everyone knows towards the end, like um, the notorious uh, crowd crush happened, and uh, I was in the crowd pretty unaware that people were like on that level of getting hurt but uh it was it was a little crazy uh definitely was like lost control of where i could move at certain points um yeah it was really chaotic i saw people like were like, begging travis scott to stop the show from in the crowd where i was um yeah i was pretty close like the two people that got hurt uh i knew they got hurt while it was happening but i didn't know they were like it was that severe because uh, uh, I was pretty drunk. But did you ever feel like you're in danger or? Um, I have a really bad perception of when I'm not in a good situation. Yeah. So I didn't. I, I mean, I just thought everything was normal. Uh, I never really felt in danger. Uh, I did get anxiety from some of the people I was around sometimes because they just were like shoving to like with no means to do anything like blindly doing it like just that they don't even have a goal of where they were trying to go there's being and people were trying to shout stop the show and they weren't yeah it, that's right where i was too in the crowd it was uh a lot of people were like why the fuck would we stop the show like people in the crowd they're like man like they're, they're, we ain't stopping this and then drake came out travis got brought drake out and that um, even worse yeah like it made it, everything go from terrible to like even worse, like just oh just awful. I mean, it was like a cool gesture, but like I don't really think anyone planned for this to happen. And uh, apparently, like thirty minutes into his set, they declared a mass casualty event, and they they kept going. Like thirty minutes after it was declared oh a mass casualty event, 
Because they said Travis Scott couldn't stop the show, only the executive producer. But it's still just so chaotic. And how's he getting out of there? Still chaos, too? Um, Getting out of there, honestly, the crowd dispersed uh, pretty well. I saw a lot of fights, actually, like fist fights, just brawls happening. I was uh, sitting like a like a little like little baby's show and I look up and this dude just gets three pieced and is like on the ground bleeding everywhere and it was just I wasn't the first fight like I saw that day at all either. It was getting out. I'd say getting out was probably the least chaotic part because it was it was over. Yeah. But we found out immediately after like the show was over my friend walks up one of the people I went with and was like, dude, I saw a dead person. Oh and I was like, dude, shut up. You didn't see like you didn't see anybody dead and so Naturally, I thought about that for a while. I was like, I wonder if he's lying to me or not. Like, there's no way he saw a dead person. And sure enough, I get on Twitter and Reddit, and it's like, I'm hearing different numbers of people died from eight to 40 people. Like, it was, it was, there was no real, real info out until about a couple hours after the event, except that some amount of people died. Yeah, it was terrible. And then the next day it was canceled, you know, so y'all just went back early. Yeah, um, people just didn't understand the severity of it. I, uh, I'm a public relations manager, so I was pretty able to gauge how severe this actually was. And uh, I was telling my friends the night before, like an hour or so before it got canceled, I was like, we might as well leave and go home now because tomorrow there's no way it's happening. Like. This is this is insane, and he's about to face billions of lawsuits, which he is. Yeah. You know, ten people now. I know that was kid. That was uh, how old he was. Nine. Oh man, Jesus. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just a terrible situation. His dad survived, and the kid died. So like that, that's gonna be awful. But uh, so you've been you're a big festival goer. Like, what if you can make a list of your like top five or. Should we do top ten, or can you put in five of your festivals? Five. Let's five. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go in descending order, five to one. Okay. Um. Five. I would probably say Austin City Limits. I went a year I didn't like that bit of a lineup, and ugly enough, Travis Scott was there. <laughs> um. It's uh. It was it was pretty fun. Austin's a cool city, but I was more interested like in being in Austin and mm-hmm. actually Austin city limits. It's like a good, definitely a good festival. Like go, if you have like a girlfriend or something, go hang out with, or like even honestly, like I could see myself like in a couple years being older and going like with my parents or someone, if there was someone like they wanted to see, I yeah. don't think that would be weird. Um, four, I'm going to go, uh, let's see, four, four, four. I just got back from uh, one on Halloween actually named Freaky Deaky. Uh, voodoo. A lot of people know Voodoo. Voodoo didn't happen yeah. this year, so I usually go to Voodoo, but uh, Freaky Deaky happened, and Freaky Deaky was really cool. It was, uh, <laughs> it's all electronic music, so everyone was there to party, have a good time. It's camping, too, so that makes it even more fun. You just Where's that? It's in Houston. Okay. Um, third is uh, the farthest I've gone for a festival. Uh, we went to New York City, Wow. and we went to the Governor's Ball, and we saw Tyler, the Creator, and we party. Major Laser, there's a bunch of big people. Oh, that one was really crazy. Nas was there, and they canceled mm-hmm. the last day because it's on an island in the middle of uh, like New York, ah. New York City. Yeah. So I had to walk across a bridge to get there, and it was like a thunderstorm. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was, it was pretty pretty yeah. crazy. It was still awesome, though. Yeah. 
Two is Buku. Everyone knows Buku Fest. It's in New Orleans. Yeah. Kind of dark grime, warehouse vibes. Like everyone's, the dark vibe there is kind of like, dark is, I, I use dark in a way, it's just like, grime is a better word. It's just everyone's there to party, have a good time. Uh, people are, I don't know, I feel like people in the South and Louisiana actually like, we get a lot of hate, but I feel like people tend to like take care of each other and like make sure if something's wrong, like tend to help each other here. Because people and street team are awesome too, and they also have, they always have one of the best lineups, in my opinion, in the country because it's so diverse and unique. The number one, the easiest choice for me, Bonnaroo. I've been to Bonnaroo three times. Nah, I would, it's literally, it feels like, I feel like home when I'm there. I feel like I can do anything I want when I'm there. I've met incredible people there that I still talk to to this day. I just met there. I'm like, all over? Yeah, all over the country. I got friends in Virginia. I got one friend goes to App State. I got yeah. one friend that goes to UCF from out there. And y'all like come back together and go to other festivals or uh no. I was planning on going to one with some people I met recently in Arizona for New Year's Eve, but my plans changed and I'm going to Dallas now for New Year's Eve to go to a festival actually. You think Coachella's on the bucket list? Oh, definitely, definitely on the bucket list. It's just a little too like commercialized for me. But there's definitely like a name, like someone like Frank Ocean wouldn't play at any other like a name that big. He wouldn't play anywhere else besides Coachella. Like, yeah, it's like in the desert, man. That's gotta be like pretty hot. I mean, Bonnaroo, man. You wake up at like eight a.m. because it's so hot, and you can't really go back. To Where sleep. is it? Is it in uh, Tennessee in June? Mm. Yeah. What Rolling Loud? What if you? Very few have gone to Rolling Loud. Oh, actually, uh. A group, a group of people I went to Astro World with went to Rolling Loud, Miami in May, and then the week before they went to Astro World, they were in New York City for Rolling Loud, New York. And uh, they, from what I've heard about them, they were they like loved Rolling Loud. They thought it was awesome. They always have a pretty good lineup, I guess. Oh, uh, if you like hip hop, it's definitely the the festival to go to. Yeah. Um, Coachella is definitely on the bucket list. Rolling Loud is on the bucket list. Actually, I compared Rolling Loud to Astro World because I was. Pretty curious after the first day. I was like, "Is that anything like Asheville?" And they're like, "No." Like, people, they said the people were kind of rude, in Miami, but like they said there was plenty of room. Like you weren't. They didn't ever really feel like at danger. Like they would have felt. Or they didn't really feel like. They felt like there was room. Like if something bad happened, they wouldn't feel in danger. Is what I meant. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'd probably say my other bucket list one is EDC. Was that? Uh, it's Electronic Daisy Carnival. It's in Vegas. It's like the 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 electronic festival in the world, basically. People come from China. People come. It's from not the one where you wear America. the headphones, huh? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's pretty interesting. Now, but how about you so that that you're a DJ yourself called the Reverend? Yes. I don't know if people don't know this. It's pretty. It's pretty good. He's gotten some of our parties. Talk about how that started. Oh, um, so. I really started, I've always, um, I like my, my specialty is dubstep, like EDM. I grew up listening to EDM from the time I was like nine years old, 10 years old, I discovered Skrillex. And something about that just stuck out to me and like, I really, my entire life I've loved, I've loved EDM, like Zed's dad when I was younger, Excision is now, I watched him turn from like just a, regular electronic name to like the down of dubstep um like all kinds of music i've always had a love for music my, my parents always 
My mom was an artist. That was her original job growing up, but she was an artist and an art teacher. So my mom always pushed me um, to live in a way that your actions are expressive. And that's one thing I believe I like about DJing is everyone is there. You're in control of you're in control of the mood of the like the event. Like you, mm-hmm. we all know what our DJs like. Well, who is this guy? What's he doing here? Yeah, for some people like me, like I've kind of kind of grown a little bit at EDM. At first, you know, it's like, oh, dude, it's like kind of easy playing, but you kind of, you, you kind of get to feel it out now. Yeah. It's a good time. You know? 100%. But, uh, I mean, like, when I'm working in Tigerland at the house DJing, uh, if I'm outside, I'll play, like, electronic music, but I'm inside, everyone's getting some rap music, maybe a, a couple of dancey songs mm-hmm. coming on, but nothing really crazy. I like, I like the hip-hop. Uh, I like to mix hip-hop a lot, too. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. I like, uh, a lot of people don't know, but dubstep actually has, like, modern dubstep has a huge hip-hop influence. And, like, a lot of people use, like, excerpts from hip-hop songs in little parts of their songs and samples. It's pretty cool. I'm, a, I'm also, a, I produce a little bit, too. Not really anything crazy yet, but um, I'm trying to have my first single out in the next six months. Well, yeah. any names yet, or are you kind of still kidding the No, game? I'm actually about to work on a complete rebrand of my like brand and identity of who I am like as a, a musician it's uh I don't really know what direction I want to take but uh, as mm-hmm. I, this year everything's really taken off a lot like, I've been getting a lot of gigs a lot of other fraternities at LSU have offered me to play their parties me and my friend G Murr basically were running we like playing city bar every weekend downtown that's your we'd say that's your best fit venue played at so far um yeah, City Bar is definitely like the best venue I've played at. Uh, as far as the people, the nicest venue I played at was it was in the house tent. The the setup they use there is the same. It's the same stage and screen they have at uh, Vuku Fest is on one of their stages. Really? So, uh, and it, they also have the good thing about when City Bar is they have a professional setup. So I'm playing on like a twelve thousand dollar setup that like professional DJs play on in clubs. And uh, I think that's really cool that I have uh, the ability to play on something in the mix, and I think that helps me, helps boost me as a musician too. Yeah, man, I was really hoping we were going to get you for our shack party. If people want to know, we have, for we're Acacia, we have a shack party next Friday, and we're, th- we're man, I was fingers crossed that you'd be the opener. It was, uh, that was our plan, but uh, Shaq's camp pushed their artists instead of us. Is it, is this one of his sons? Yeah, it's his son. Um, so I mean I'm gonna just what do you think of him as a DJ Shaq I think Shaq is awesome as a DJ Uh, Shaq is I like the the party trick of having a uh, 7 foot 300 pound DJ uh, well we had a great time we had him before two years ago that was a blast it was I'm really excited for this party because uh, we're way bigger now Uh, we're gonna have a lot more people there it's just us too we're not splitting it yeah I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a party. But the only bad thing is the day after Thanksgiving, so I hope we still get a good turnout. I mean it's yeah, Shaq. True. Mm-hmm. Who don't want to see Shaq? Sure, yeah, I know, but I feel bad for you know PR State they want like Yeah, I feel bad for Ohio State kids, definitely. I mean It's gonna be a blast. But let's stuck with it now. We're both in Acacia, man. We were there from the start, you know. For people to know, Acacia was kicked off in twenty fourteen. So our first my first year, freshman year, in what, your second year? My sophomore year, I transferred to LSU. Mm-hmm. That was like we were starting a fraternity up in 
you just want to talk let's get into that just how like how that started um pretty funny honestly i never envisioned being in a fraternity like at all my roommate my friend uh, my roommate and best friend that year he was in fiji i always hear him talking about how much he liked uh like fiji and like would be like talking about his pledge brothers and stuff. I didn't really have a lot of guy friends. And I was also dating a girl at the time and she like, she was in DG. So she really pushed me to like, to just try out and test the waters. One of my friends in SAE, Holcomb, he, uh, he really pushed me to, uh, to start a fraternity too. Cause he was telling me how much he liked SAE. And uh, I was like, I took the challenge. I reached out to, uh, or they reached out to me actually was the weird thing. I, I didn't even rush. Uh, I somehow got on the list of names. The Nationals? Yeah, and the National people reached out to me and uh, Luke Benoit. And Benoit was like, man, if this sucks, it sucks. We're going to do it together, and uh, if we don't like it, we're just going to quit. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it per- turned out well for me. Like, I found a, I feel like I found a home away from home with all my friends, uh, like a family. Honestly, I really think our core group of people in my pledge class and uh actually as a whole i feel like all of us are really we're genuinely friends with each other yeah that first 50 man we were in that man it's crazy like yeah. it's kind of awkward at first you know because we allowed the ones kids and then we had like other groups kids it was like we it took a little time but we definitely able to mix it well just not a lot of people i feel like even envision themselves being in a fraternity you know yeah a lot of those guys, you know, Marco said he didn't want to be one. I didn't want Andy, to be yeah. one. And then a lot of our friends were going through other stuff, like, that joined. So, I mean, we were we were pretty polarized, but, I mean, we worked around it. We didn't have anyone to guide us, which was uh, people, all the, all the new pledges, and act, they're, they're active now, but they all like to say their pledgeship was super, way harder than ours. But, honestly, our pledgeship was hard because we had no guidance, we had no discipline, we had no... Nobody to show us the ropes and like, no. basically we had to bring a fraternity. With very few oh. funds. Yes, and we were broke. You were, you were a social chair second year, so you kind of knew <coughs> the budget we had to work with. Um, second year, everything was, we had a pretty good bit of money, honestly, this second year. I feel like I got to do all the stuff I wanted to do, except COVID pushed a lot of man. stuff back. Denial, man. That Denial, for people to know, I think we might have talked about it before in podcast. It's one of the biggest parts on campus, and we've been dying to have it. Freshman year, you know, it's our first year back. We couldn't do anything. COVID knocked out both years. So this is our time to shine. Um, yeah, I, I'm personally assuring that Night on the Nile is going to be a party party. And we're going to blow it out of the water. And the Reverend will be making an appearance at Night on the Nile. Uh, Let's go. Opening for the platinum artist, Nitty Gritty. If, uh, uh, if y'all are interested, y'all better be there. Yes. It's going to be a okay. nice party. Yes. I, I can't wait. Yeah. My brothers told me all these stories about like how football players came, like Seidenberger. Um, my uh, my friend and Pike, my old boss, he was, like, he was here in like 2013. He was like, bro, it was the greatest show I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like people were like overflowing in like the parking gar- uh, parking lot, the XLR oh, yeah. right store. And, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that must have been crazy. They used to have shot the hell too, which sounds even crazy. Yeah, I just run on to that. That sounds like a blast, but it's a little yeah. dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my brother told me, he didn't know where it was after that. <laughs> it's like each room you go to. But, you know, excited. are we going to build a pool? I know, I've seen pictures. Of the, are we building a pool? And are we, we're going to have to sand. Uh, we can't, according to LSU. Oh, we're gonna, I'm going to have, I'm going to 
definitely it's just forced my way into like helping out and, mm-hmm. and being in charge. I've already talked like. Just in the outer? I think so. Uh, I wanna. We're gonna also book another big DJ. So uh, it's gonna be me, Pretty, another big DJ, and then me and uh, my homie G Murder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. That's crazy. Now, um, you're a big sports guy. You big sports guy. You've had some pretty. I've seen you posted. You've had some big bets cash. What's like? What's your favorite one? That- uh, actually, my new favorite is uh, the one I hit yesterday. I, uh, for some reason, I decided to just put three hundred dollars on a first touchdown score <laughs> yesterday. Uh, George Kittle, and uh, it was plus. It was twelve to one odds. Wow. And so I won $3,600. And I, the funny thing is, like, I was at the LSU basketball game, and I was watching the stream of the 49ers Rams game. I wasn't even watching the basketball game. The basketball yeah. game was awesome, too, yesterday. Boot up. Well, I think we have a good year. They, uh, they need a basketball team needs to stop the uh, slow starts. Because in the second half, Darius Hayes went off. He got a really quiet, like, 27 points. It was honestly, Dude, like... He's also a good start. He had, like, 30-something the first game. It was, a, it was... I mean, Liberty was a... Good team, surprisingly, honestly. They had this short guard that was slicing and dicing us. It was kind of crazy. And then one of their white dudes they had on the team just decided not to miss three threes in a row. Yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty scared for a while. But. Well, I remember I saw Hatton score. I was like, yikes. <laughs> no, but I th- I'm sorry. General Will Wade. That's oh, Will Wade was getting livid. I lo- He goes off on the refs. He's I mean, not afraid to much. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, LSU basketball, I don't know if you saw uh, Devontae Smart went for like 39 points in the G League the other day. Yeah, with Miami? Nice. So, uh, I don't know. I could see, I could see Devontae Smart maybe making like a, the back end of like an NBA roster in the next like year or two, which would be massive because yeah. he's mm-hmm. a talented player. Oh, yeah. Man. I think if we had a lot of Wofford and... Man, and Cam Thomas. Yeah. Man. I loved Cam Thomas. He was if we such- had those people on this team now... Man, last year, if we had like a big guy and a little bit of a bench, we could have definitely made a run. Efton Reed this year is going to be a he's going to be really good. That's what we needed, man. Corner three, big man. Like we need a, a stretch five just opens up. No, so last much. year, our only like I think like seventy percent of the, the points in the only games were just Cam Thomas, Watford, and Smart. I mean, that's why we lost. We honestly thought we could have beat Michigan, but like they yeah. Cam Thomas played basically almost every minute of the game. Like yeah. Just, she shut down Cam Thomas. A lot of our big guys weren't that skilled. Which no, killing us. Pain. And then Wofford's free throw problems. Also, that's why we didn't win the SEC. Man, we're close. That was nuts. Fuck Alabama. Yeah, I got some mad boys. They're gonna listen. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all listen to this, good times. <laughs> yeah, man. I was that was actually up in Tuscaloosa last week, man. Or two weeks ago. Don't get me started on that one. Man. No. I would say it was close. We had chances. Max Johnson. Oh, I love you. The big debate. Jordan, you think Jordan Jefferson was better than Max Johnson? Uh, Jordan Jefferson beat Alabama. True. Yeah. Nine six. Yeah. But then we played him in that championship and we cost fifty once. Max Johnson would never sniff a national championship. Uh, I, I think I probably agree with that. Jordan Jefferson did play well during the. When we went to national championship year, so Max Johnson's stock just went down and down and down and down. You can't get rid of the ball, man. He holds on to it way too long. Yeah. Like it's baby. Uh, can't. It's hard watching lefty too. Oh, I mean, you gotta. You just gotta change the entire offense around him, and that's just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I don't know. I, you got to be good. If you're not Michael Vick or Steve Young, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I think a lefty just hurts you more than it gives you. And we saw Nussmeyer, I feel like, showed some promise. But, uh, like, yeah. in that one play to Jack Fesh, that oh, was yeah. crazy. Jack Fesh is going to be a uh, next great LSU. I think he'll be the truth, yeah. I, I definitely can see him better in the league. But, yeah, it's, he, it's growing pains. That's his first game starting, so we shall see. I'll. I'm quite interested to see the kid next year, Walker Howard, uh, five Walker star. Walker Howard, um, yeah. uh, most like big sources. Uh, I'm, I'm friends with uh, Jack Fesh's older sister, and like he told me, him and Walker Howard are like they're, they're tight. Like so they're, they already they have a connection. They already yeah. have a connection coming from high school, which is going to be he's going to be his number one target. I'm, dude, if he's that kid, man, roll out with him, man. Well, I, I think we need uh, our biggest issues on our line. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Max Johnson, for as much shit as I give him, he doesn't really have that much time to even get the ball off. True, oh, yeah. We've had some injuries and a lot of shuffling. It's crazy that we brought Alabama that close of a, that close of a game with how beat up we are. Our defense has a lot of a lot of potential. Uh, for sure. For how many, like, we lost, like, three of our top corners? Like, yeah, there's definitely some there. But Stingley, top five pick, probably. I think yeah. undoubtedly he'll probably be a top five. He will, player. for sure. It's good. We don't, like, you, freshman year was really good, but the last two years, man. Wasted him. Yeah. He, got, he was out there. Missed a lot. a lot of games. Yeah. yeah. But at least, you know, we got the Natty out of him. What's your, what's your favorite LSU player of all time? Man, uh, yeah, I say Burrow. That's the easy one. Heisman. I'd say not Burrow. I would maybe say Jacob Hester. I love Vaughn. Jacob Hester. Uh, I just had a joke. National Championship season, I uh, had wore number 15 jersey the whole Flynn? Yeah. yeah. One day uh, I had work on an away game, and so we wore LSU jerseys. And like, mm-hmm. I was wearing the 15 jersey. And Flynn walks in the door to order a pizza. <laughs> and he's like, nice jersey. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, Did Matt you know Flynn. it? Yes, yeah, so I knew it was Matt Flynn. He I was, I was wearing and I look at it, and I look at him like, no fucking way. Like we didn't, he wasn't gonna say anything at first. Till I like looked at him, looked at him, oh, and nice. I was like, "Hey, Timmy, thirty dollars on my Nice. Yeah. Hey, Honey Badger, favorite LSU player ever. Oh man, that's also a good one. And I, I, for some reason, I wish we had Fournette, Fournette on a better like offense. Oh, dude, seriously, he was a beast. Fournette, and I don't know, you probably saw Fournette in high school, though. I did, man. So we, we, we he beat us one time like seventy to seven or something. He was that good. And his brother was Lamar. actually decent time. He was actually kind of a decent high school player. But no, he was crazy. Just didn't so like, fast. Didn't he kick? Didn't he like even kick and stuff? Yeah, he did. He that? did kick. That's wild. Man. Might play a little defense too. I'm sure he did. He probably... Uh, man, but just look at his highlight strong. plates. He just run punts. And, man. Imagine Fournette coming, uh, coming up like a receiver coming across him before net like strong yeah. safety or something. Oh. I didn't get hit by that guy. That's one of the best players I've ever seen in high school. Uh, I've been able to play with Irv Smith. That was my teammate. Played Swillings there at Georgia Tech. But yeah, learn from that in person, seeing that was. I, had, uh, I went to high school with Trey Quinn my freshman year. Yeah. And, uh, he was, I once saw him drop five touchdowns in the game versus Sam Houston. Like, oh, he, he shattered the reception record in Louisiana. It's not going to be broken for a while. He has a national yards receiving like wow. in, the, in the high school in the, in mm-hmm. the country has the most receiving yards ever I did see a Trey Quinn jersey um, on game day really someone's like I love Trey Quinn I got the jersey and like he transferred like a year later <laughs> I mean he yeah. had that uh, when they crowd surfed him versus uh, who was that Ole Miss 
versus Gadbo Wallace or whatever. Yeah, dude, we oh, we upset them. Yeah, that was that was a crazy game. That was awesome. Old LSU football. There's something so nostalgic about it. I know. Sometimes like you know we could become very bad, but in game on Saturday night, you know we got a chance. I mean, at least one thing is somehow people still have people have pride in this team. Undying. Oh. Man, after the issues we've been through, oh my God. I mean, there's just there's there's a lot of lovable personalities like on LSU football. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I think it'd be a tra- it's, it'd be an attractive job. You know, the last three coaches have won national championships, and we've 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 lost we won national championships with Ed Rogeron and Les Miles. Les Miles, man, I've I never want to see a third and fifteen <laughs> halfback half <laughs> formation. Oh my god, dude. Uh, Dude, I never want to see that again. That one from ages, scarred man. me. Oh, man. The fact that we won a national championship like that is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, how how we shouldn't even been in the national championship there. We were two eleven. Or no, no, oh seven. Yeah, no, that was the wild. Was that was the craziest seven? year. Was that seven or was that still less miles? That's still less miles. Yeah, um, that was, that's wild that we were in there with because it was one of the craziest seasons ever. Like this team lost that week, then whatever. So we all sneak in. Oh, shoot. Baseball is going to be nice this year, too. Yeah, I am like what Jay Johnson's doing. He brought a lot, he brought some guys from Arizona. They signed the top crew class. So, you know, very optimistic. Shout out to my good friend, Mikhail Hilliard. Uh, he's got the best, one of the best curveballs in college baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, see him in the league. You heard it now. Mm-hmm. That's it. He come to all our tailgates. Yeah, he's he's been uh, a couple things of ours. He's I'm pretty a, sure, yeah. Pretty humble guy, funny enough. He for being all SEC for like when you were a freshman. That's pretty, that's pretty cool thing. Yeah, uh, our pitching is. Hope our pitching is a little. Our, I hope our bullpen's better than it was last uh, year. I played football with Trey Morgan. Really? Yeah. Was he good? He was not bad. I hate to say it, he did get put on a highlight tape once. Some some guy he's like a Mississippi State like commit. He like just trucked him and his helmet flew off. Then happens to everybody. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not dude. He, he had like a lot of picks a year. And you know, trust me, I'm not. I wasn't gonna make that tackle. So yeah. my uh, they the Jordan brothers from Barb used to play, uh, they used to play football at Barb when they're uh, they played football and baseball too. And those were two. Those are tanks. Man. That I would not want to get hit by. No. They play, they play linebacker. We uh, we played a three four, and they both played middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. And like, I would not want to get popped by those dudes at all. See those guys in baseball, they're just counting the ball. Yeah, I mean, they're when Charles weirdly breeds a lot of good baseball. Oh, they are always good at baseball. I mean, Barb and who else? Good teams over there. Sulfur's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Sam Houston. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. that little area. I mean, it's because kids start start playing on the same travel teams when they're like six years old. Like, if you want to play bar baseball, you start like. At the beginning, like there's wow. teams that feed into bar baseball from like six, seven U. So like, I mean, it's just it's like most good teams are built upon like good chemistry with each other and like it will. I don't know dedication. When you when you're working with the people you like and you know mm-hmm. and they're friends, everything becomes a hell of a lot easier most of the time. Sometimes it doesn't, but most of the time, I don't know, like. With all your boys, you tend to enjoy it a little more. So, talk about Barb. You played soccer. I heard you have some scary wheels. Um, yeah, no one ever expects it. It's kind of funny. Um, uh, I before I like I went to before I played soccer. I played running back in middle school football, and I was halfback. 
I mean, I, I didn't really get, I didn't play football in high school. I didn't really grow until 10th grade. And like, yeah, my algebra two coach was the uh, cross country and track coach. And like one day I was out there just like, I was running with him and he wanted me to run cross country. Which I like, no, I wanted to run sprints, but I mean, I was fast, but not like. Not the distance, yeah. I was really fast. I was probably, I'd probably say like top five fastest when I was in good shape on the whole team. Mm-hmm. Um, Mar one, he was really the only person I'd say that would like beat me. Like, I, and I used to have very sneaky wheels. Even in, even today, uh, 220 now, still got blazing. Like, I feel like. No one ever expects it. Like, when we were playing flag football, they'd always put their worst player on me. I mean, I'm a pretty deceptive athlete. Like, I, and I got, I don't know, if you put me their worst player on me, I think I can make a move happen nine times out of ten. Like, I mean, I let our, I let our flag football team in touchdowns. That's a funny Those thing. Those B team, uh, our team, tough loss. In the yeah, D-Mac, you suck. <laughs> oh, man, I remember someone said when Gilly – Lost the challenge. Someone said D-Mac and crunch time. <laughs> yeah, so people are for Gilly, Tim's the Fat Boy Challenge. Close, man. He was rolling, bro. Were you there? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't there. I was watching the Instagram live, but uh, I had bread. It has to build Dude, up after a yeah. while. I, I, I was telling friends, cross first. You got to go cross first. I feel like what you, I don't know. I feel like cross first is definitely the move. Uh, I do know two people I want to see attempt that is uh, Andrew Eichel. <laughs> and uh, Gabe Bob, I really think Gabe Bob could do it. I've seen that man eat a ridiculous amount <laughs> in a ridiculous amount. Of time. Yeah, man, let's definitely hook that up. Let's go back to Lee Charles, man. Man, I, I really pray for y'all. Like, man, y'all been through some tough times, man. Y'all are kind of some resilient people. The uh, yeah, the funny thing is, we just kind of laugh at it. Like, we don't really know how else to like. Um, it's. Charles has been going through a lot the past couple years. Uh, I got a lot of love for the place. I probably will never live there again. Mm-hmm. Just uh, something about the town. Uh, it's changed a lot from when I was younger for many multitude of reasons. During COVID, and combination of COVID and natural disasters, hurricanes, a ice storm, a flood, and uh, there was a tornado touchdown and destroyed like eight houses in Lake Charles the other day too. Wow. So like. I know all that mixed with COVID and apparently Salt Lake Charles had one of the biggest exiting immigration immigration with the E like people moved yeah. away more than almost per, per capita more than anywhere in the country I mean uh, I remember I was talking to parents about this like you know Lake Charles is home man. Like it's hard to say like say people know it's like why people live here it's home you know yeah it's it's part of living in Louisiana it's uh it's I don't know. Definitely New Orleans and Lake Charles people can relate a lot about stuff like that because it's, I mean, it's all the same shit they've all been through. I'm sure countless of y'all lost y'all's houses and stuff in Katrina. Flooding was bad. Probably everyone lost something. Fuck hurricanes. <laughs> it, yeah, it's the only bad part about living with, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, and then for some, for some reason we get ice storms now. Uh, that was out of nowhere. Yeah, so we only we need snow. I don't know. It's just ice. It was awful. I I've seen snow since I was like in third grade. I mean, we had it like well when I was a freshman. We had that snow day here and like. Oh yeah, you everything lucky. everything closed. School closed for like a week and everyone was just going to Thailand every day. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I went one day got hammered in, in the snow. 
I remember my brother was up here at the time. They said they just had parties. No, that's what everyone was doing. Yeah. Everyone was getting plastered in the snow. I can't blame them. We get one before we go. Yeah. Well, that'd be crazy. I mean, the ice the ice storm last year, we were just all cooped up in our houses. Like, we didn't go anywhere. All the house people at Acacia, we were all, we were all having fun. We were, it was kind of fun yeah. having us all cooped up in there together. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Um, let's kind of get back down to the sports train. Um, NFL, there's not like a really clear favorite right now. Like, no, everybody teams, like, kind of beat up on each other at least once. It's been weird. The Bills lost to the Jaguars. The Ravens lost to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. The Jets beat. They beat the Titans. Like, what, what is that? What is that? It's NFL, man. Ain't given Sunday. The Titans are surprising me. They're still somehow looking amazing. Without Derrick Henry. I mean, the Packers look good even without Rodgers. Love didn't look horrible. I think they got a good future in love. Uh, yeah, it was his first start, so we'll see. But I definitely think the Packers could be – I think they're the NFC favorites. AFC, I – Wildcard team, I think Patriots can make a little. Now, I actually was telling someone the other day that the Patriots are going to make the playoffs and they're going to they're going to make some wins. The defense is so good and the coaching is mm-hmm. top tier. Back down getting better every game. Uh, one thing, I think the Saints will still make the playoffs. I think they're definitely capable of still popping yeah, in there. There's seven spots. We're definitely be up there. But as Saints fan, it's really hard to realistically say we can win it all. It's T dot. Yeah, T dot. Uh, our receivers, our it's been a growing pains there. I mean, everyone was really hyped on Callaway. Callaway, I feel like, has shown signs of being a stud, but I mean. You need that main guy. Yeah. No, no, no MT. I mean, Michael Thomas, like, when he's on, he's, he's, he's I feel like Michael Thomas is almost underrated. Like, I feel like people yeah. just. Yeah. All right, slant boy. But he's definitely a no, do-it-all receiver. I hate people saying trade him. No, dude. Have you seen what we have? <laughs> we <laughs> need even him more. Deontay Harris at wide receiver yeah, one right that's now. That's what we need him even more now after seeing where we are without him. It's uh, I, I, I'm going to say my Super Bowl prediction is going to be um, – let me see. Now you going to put your bills in there? I think the Bills are either going to the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. I honestly think the Ravens are going to make some noise in the playoffs. I think it's. Yeah. Kind of, I think they're due. I think the Cardinals can make a good run, but I think uh, having a young quarterback. Yeah, it, no it, playoff experience. Yeah, it's uh, it's playoffs are just a different ball game, different intensity. Your mistakes are amplified. Like, and Kyler, Kyler is prone to make a, a dumb play every now and then. I mean, he's an amazing quarterback, but. I mean, young quarter, young quarterbacks are just prone to making a dumb play every now and then. I think in the playoffs, like I don't know if you remember Josh Allen's first playoff game. Oh, it was the Texans. Uh, it was versus the Texans, and he like was trying to like rugby lateral. The yeah, yeah, no. I think I, I'm I, I kind of want to do Bills, <coughs> Bills, Rams. I think the Rams, Rams put it together. Slide. They're bad. But I'm like, we thought about this, the Bucks last year, and then they put it together. The Bucks look like some fake news. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. They're best wins against, like, team. the Falcons. Uh, yeah, I mean, like. No, I don't think they're that impressive. But they could definitely be a team that puts together. I mean, Brady is always, he's Brady, like. Yeah. It's the thing is, is the defense. If They saw the defense, but I uh, still think the Rams could put it together. I'm going to say. Packers Bills. That'd be my second pick. Yeah. Uh, or 
Honestly, the Ra- the Raiders looked really good till the shit show of this, oh, the Raiders season happened. Oh, dude, so many things. Sean Groon, Ruggs, then Damian Arnett. Yeah, is that the dude who like made the video threatening? The, yes, with the gun. Yeah, yeah, gun in there. Yeah. My friend's a Raiders fan. My friend Gabe, and he was like, "Good, he sucked anyway." <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. I mean, Ruggs was looking to break out. That's pretty just sad story all around. R- yeah, Ruggs yeah. was looking to. He was looking real good. Yeah, that's just one of the strategies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Now, uh, kind of switch with gears. NBA. Uh, I'm a big Warriors guy, man. I'm, they're they're playing well. I can't wait for Thompson to come back. You gotta love seeing the Warriors good. I mean, basketball is. This sounds crazy, but I think basketball is better when the Warriors are good. Like it's more competitive. Yes, um, I agree. I, I used to be a Warriors hater. I like the original Splash Bros. But then mm-hmm. KD came. I was I had too much dignity to even allow myself to like the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, the Splash Brothers are I mean how can you dislike Steph Curry of all, no. of all players it's too good man He's- I'm, uh, you know my Sixers we're looking pretty good we had a big COVID bug rocked like half our team we were running eight man rotations what about like, Ben Simmons man what's the deal there send him to send him to China <laughs> that's what we need to do Long Dong Long Dong Tigers that's where he needs to go <laughs> yeah I mean we were, people are hating on like uh, some like lower above average players like we were linked with Brogdon for a while um I personally think if we could try to get De'Aaron Fox that would be really crazy I know we're, people keep thinking we're gonna get Lillard we're not getting damn Lillard it's gonna be tough not like not right now he's he's gonna have to openly hourly request a trade and like force his way out too uh, I just don't know who wants Ben Simmons like I think a lot of teams I heard do maybe the Kings, maybe I've heard. I think a lot of teams do. Pacers. They, it's like his interest is actually like the NBA teams are like capping. Like most teams wouldn't want to Ben Simmons on their team because he's an elite defender. Actually, I don't know. I think it's the price. He's a good player to have. Very good defender. Like such a tall point guard. He's shooting. They can work on that. But I think the Sixers are asking for way too much. Daryl Morey's just the type of GM that like. He's not trading him if he doesn't think it's worth it. Yeah, no. Any GM would do that. Yeah, we're not bugs around here. Uh, let's the doors <laughs> open, bro. Uh, I think Ben is going to be a Timberwolf by the end of the season. I don't know if he's going to get back. I think he's going to be a Timberwolf. Timberwolf, that's interesting. They're an interesting little team. They're playing well. Either a Timberwolf. I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to have to be a small market team with like a disgruntled star that's like, fuck this, like, I'm not playing here. Uh, ben Simmons, there's only a select few players who can actually push out a trade. you got to be like Kawhi or James Harden. Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. frankly, is not Kawhi or James Harden nah. at all. A lot of people wanted us to trade for Kyrie Irving, but I, I think he's just as big as a red flag. You know what I mean, Well, you'd be a lot of play there. Yeah, I but I mean, I don't know. Kyrie's such an odd guy. Okay. He used to be one of my favorite players too, but now I'm just. Well, uh, when he plays, he's an amazing player, but just, everything else is crazy. I don't understand at all. Uh, NBA, I really want Steph to win MVP. Me too. I think uh, sixth man of the year. I'd love to see Korkmaz, the, uh, the Turkish assassin, win it. But uh, I like Alex I think, Caruso. I think Hero is going to uh, yeah. put in a bid for it. He's uh, playing much better. Defensive player of the year. Let's say Embiid, but Embiid just takes too many games off. Uh, he, uh, he rests a lot because he's 7 2. Yeah. Maybe Gobert probably wins it again, honestly, which 
wouldn't surprise anybody. Rookie of the year. I'm gonna say Jalen Green. Jalen Green looks pretty yeah. nice out there. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think Cunningham would be a good player. Uh, he's definitely gonna be good. He's a he's another tall point guard. He's like the opposite Ben Simmons. Like he's good at shooting and he's uses his size to his advantage. Ben Ben plays smaller than he is, which is just a problem. Like I could get on about that all day. And I used to. Honestly, hey, send him to New Orleans. Let us get B.I., huh? Yeah. I, I don't know B.I., man. Who knows? Pals, man, Zion, getting him back to tour. I think we could actually be a decent team. We're actually some young guys are kind of starting to play well. I mean, missing a 20-point-per-game score is just brutal. Like, it's hard to replicate that kind of, like, production. Yeah. And Zion's really efficient, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's efficient in uh, eating that gumbo. Too. <laughs> dude, too many poop boys, dude. Uh, the problem is he's got hurt, and then you got to keep that weight while you're hurt. That's a problem. Yeah, well, like, you, I don't know. I feel like oh, yeah. New Orleans is a crazy place to go at that young age if you've never been around that culture, too. And then Louisiana people can just be ruthless as fans. But I feel like Zion is one people, one person that like, they haven't really given that much stuff to except about like, his weight. Mm -hmm. but, but, like, I don't know. I remember the, the years of the AD hate. And like, well, I was a hate, just like we're like kind of expecting him to be a leader, and he was a bitch the way he went out. Yeah. Oh, I hated it too. He, I think he loves New Orleans, he he loves his time here. I think he just he wanted to go somewhere we can win, and he didn't have to be like You're not a leader. Anything on the pills. Like, I don't know, y'all yeah. had a good, I think it, it sucked that Cousins got hurt that year because, oh, yeah, man, his Dude. career was never the same after that. Never, which sucked. it was I mean, a shame. He was, he was a, like a he was an all-star. He was like a top star in the league. Who knows, man? That year could have been so much different. And that could the future. Everything changed. <coughs> I mean, crazy moments. We'll do that to you. Like, I think the moment that's going to change the Sixers' little uh, trajectory they're on was Ben Simmons passing up that dunk. Oh. <laughs> it's like, and then Doc Rivers would, like, say, like, kind of called him out in the post-game interview after. I mean... I did, yeah, Philly did shit on Ben Simmons pretty well. Philly, all my family is from Philadelphia, and Philadelphia people are some of the oh, most ruthless, ruthless people. They're the one of the worst fans. They're the worst and the best because when they like you, they they love you. Like Embiid is God in Philly. Uh -huh. Nick Foles, Philly he God. always he always be a legend there. That Super Bowl is an anomaly. Peyton Manning's Super Bowl losses are all hilarious to me. He'd be Tom Brady there. Manning. Yeah. But, um, Foles. That's yeah. who Brady lost to. That's hilarious no. to me. Yeah. No, it's, well, yeah, yeah. Eli, yeah, that's fine. I thought I was seeing Payne there. The catch. The, one of the craziest catches of all time to beat Brady. Undefeated. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but, all right, well, that's going to wrap you up. Appreciate you coming on, brother. Hope, hope everybody's enjoys. Of course. Uh, I got one last uh, word. Uh, fuck you, Benoit. And, uh, I'll see y'all very soon. Oh, and let's go.